Here we are, the holidays in our rear view mirror. Lots of memories and times with family, but also lots of spending, the gifts, the travel, the unexpected expenses. We're all anxious about looking at the damage we've done to our budgets. Well, 2023 is here, and if your credit card debt has been adding up over these past few months, the Sharp team can help. They can show you how a cash-out refinance on your home can help you catch up on your bills, pay off any debt, and allow you to start the new year debt-free. How's that for quickly knocking out a resolution? And of course, if Santa forgot to make your wishes come true for a new home, they're ready to talk today about pre-approving you for a house in the triad. Call the Sharp team now, 336-575-9448. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Well, one of the more popular New Year's resolutions, outside of maybe getting your physical fitness in order, and and whether it's gym memberships or getting in shape or losing weight, um, that I would assume is the most popular New Year's resolution. But maybe a close second, we'll find out for sure, but maybe a close second is... This is the year that I get my finances in order. This is the year that I make a budget. This is the year that I become debt free. Um, I've I've made those similar types of resolutions before, um, but this is a, an appropriate time to talk through all the ways that that people can try to accomplish these resolutions. Or if you haven't thought about it. Maybe here's some ways that you can make this one of your mm-hmm. resolutions for 2023. We're here with Jennifer Johnson from from um, Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Uh, they're in Winston-Salem. She's a certified financial planner. And uh, Jennifer, is this, in fact, one of the more popular resolutions that people have going into the new year? I think so. I think I get most of my calls from, from folks around January that are getting serious about financial goals. So I think it has to be a popular one. And then everything you read to something like two thirds of folks or 60% or 70%, depending upon the study, are making financial resolutions this year. I think you're right. It might be that um, physical fitness might be number one. Maybe depends on the year. I'm not sure. But I think it's, it's always a top one. So I thought we'd start the year off there. And I would imagine, what, what, what are the percentages in terms of people that actually follow through with their resolutions. I know Not that personally, good. personally, I'm mm-hmm. probably at no higher than 25% mm-hmm. of the amount of new <laughs> resolutions that I have that you I actually them. accomplish. <laughs> um, right, right. What, what, right. what, what do, what do the statistics say? I know you've done some research yeah. prior to this one. What do the statistics yeah. say in terms of how, how often people actually follow through with these? That's right. The New York Times reports that over half of us will not keep our New Year's resolutions, no matter what they, whatever that goal is, whatever that resolution is. And I'm sure since financial goals are one of the top ones, they're, they're one of the more popular ones that people, you know, fail to hit. Um, and I think, I think a part of that is we set, we set lofty goals for yeah. ourselves, don't we? In all those areas, right? I mean, we, you know, maybe, maybe pretty ambitious. So what I hope to share with, with folks today, or here's a, a few things, you know, maybe four things that you could tackle and you don't even have to tackle all four, but you know, here's, here's what I would perhaps put on that list and some, some things that, that are reasonable, reasonable goals. Yeah. So that's good. So yeah, probably of the people that don't 
accomplish their resolutions, maybe because their their goals were too high. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they were they were just not realistic. And so right. um, when it comes to to finances, instead of maybe saying, I'm going to be totally debt free in, in 2023. Yes. And, and it's, yes. and it's, it's beautiful because it rhymes, right? That rhymes. <laughs> yeah. I just realized that I was going to give that a yeah. too. Debt free you know, in 2023. Debt free. Yeah. But maybe and that's, most people maybe that's... have multiple debts, right? So, you know, you've got like <laughs> right. a mortgage and a car loan and maybe a student loan, which we've yeah. talked about. Maybe you'll well, get some government help with the student loan, right? Yeah. So, well, 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 look, I mean, we're, we're, I can already tell you, we're not paying off our mortgage in 2023. That, that, right, that, ain't, right. that ain't happening. So we're, we're right. going to have some debt debt going into sure. 2024. Sure. But, um, you know, as, as much of a headline as that might be, you know, that's probably too ambitious is to be debt. Right. So, so what you're talking about is, Hey, we're going to, we're going to just focus on four things that are realistic. Mm-hmm. And right. these, are, these are simple, maybe easy, maybe not so easy, but these are things that you right. can change to put yourself in, in, a, in a better, uh, in better health financially. So, right. Um, so right. yeah, so let's, let's jump into some of the, the smaller action items that people can take that are hopefully low hanging fruit. That's right. Yeah. I tried to think of four things that anyone could do. I mean, or you could take steps toward it, right. To, no matter where you are in your, in your financial journey. Um, and I, and I gave as my number one to know where your money goes. All right. Which seems like a crazy thing, but you know, folks that I talk to often don't know really what they spend money on. You know, we spend a lot of money unconsciously. We've talked about that before, particularly around, you know, the use of credit cards or debit cards, maybe, or any other electronic forms of payment. Uh, we, we often just don't know, you know, where, where we spend our money, but we know it gets gone, right? So <laughs> we know end of the month, you know, we, we know what we got paid typically and maybe almost to the penny. For a lot of folks, but we don't know where it goes. And I think that's really kind of step one toward financial freedom is, is to really identify, you know, where your money's going. Yeah. And how much of that is, is talking about subscriptions? I mean, now, especially whether it's streaming yeah. services or things that you can get on your phone, um, right. you know, memberships right. to various places, there's more, there are, there are more opportunities to buy into subscriptions and it may just, it may mm-hmm. not seem like that big of a deal, you know, four right. bucks a month here, five bucks a month here. I mean, you have That's to subscribe right. to, to various online publications. If you want to read your news from a certain source. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. I mean, I would That's imagine right. subscriptions might account for a huge chunk of that. I think so. I think especially that unconscious spending that we're talking about where we really get to the end of the month and you know, how did we spend that much? Um, I definitely think that could be that could be a big part of it. Um, for a lot of people, I mean, you, you're signing up for something and maybe you didn't even intend to keep using it. You signed up for a free 30 day trial and but you did have to put in your credit card. And so all of a sudden you're subscribed to something. Uh, I saw a chase study in preparing for this that said 70 percent of folks out there, 70 percent of consumers are spending at least $50 a month on subscriptions that we aren't even using. Wow. Which, you know, if you're using it, that's one thing, you know, because a lot of them aren't, aren't terribly expensive. But, you know, I think a lot of it are things, you know, it's so easy to sign up for something, you know, some kind of backup for your computer 
um, some security things. Some it's not a great time to mention the gym membership, I guess, because that's the number one resolution, right? So people are signing up for that gym, which is good. There's nothing wrong with going to the gym, but don't keep paying for it if you're not going to go, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think you've got to like, so what I would say is if, and you may not know, right? I mean, I think part of the challenge is we don't know where our spending goes. So really set aside some time and, you know, dig into your statements, be that a paper statement that you have printed out or you got in the mail or, you know, most likely now you're doing that online or on an app with your bank. I uh, really look in there and especially, you know, the credit card statements could be kind of a gold mine for those subscriptions. Right. Yep. So really look at that. Um, I think also any, you know, any fees, you know, not just subscriptions, but look at, you know, am I paying bank fees? You know, am I paying a lot of interest on the credit card? You know, now I think credit card statements are required to give you uh, a projection. Uh, at least I, I've seen that on the first page, usually of your credit card statement. You know, if you only pay the minimum payment, you know, it'll take us the rest of our lives, you know, to pay off that um, balance and you'll pay thousands of dollars in interest you know, be conscious of that because that could be another hole that's uh, consuming your money there. Look, look at those fees. Sure. And then in terms of subscriptions, um, you know, you mentioned go through your bank statement and, and just line by line it for, for a, mm-hmm. a typical month and see yeah. what you're actually using, what you're not using. Um, I, I've seen, I've seen some ads kind of on the periphery and, and I haven't really paid too much close attention to it, but Aren't there, isn't there technology now that can help with some of that stuff? I think so. I have also seen that and I've been curious how that works. So maybe if we've got a listener out there that's tried it, we'd love to hear your story. You know, you can, you can shoot me an email or, or give us a call. Um, but we'd love to, to hear from you. I think those are, those are great ideas. I mean, so, and I, I can't think of any of the product names at this moment, but um, but I have heard of those that will identify subscriptions for you that maybe you weren't using. And some I think I've heard of automatically canceling them for you. I'm not sure how that would work, but yeah, you know, anything you can use to really identify something you might be paying for that you're not using, you know, you know, that that would make sense, I think, to at least explore. Um, and then you you know, definitely take, you know, take some time and get there and, you know, see what you're actually paying for, um, you know, and not just subscriptions or fees, you know, but I think it's often eye-opening. I think especially we've talked about inflation too on this podcast before, you know, if we're going out to eat a lot or we're, you know, buying a lot of coffees, um, you know, smoothies, whatever, a lot of those costs have really gone up. And yeah. so it might be, um, you know, it might be tough to, uh, you know, to, you know, to, to really look at that, but it's also eye-opening. Well, I tell you what, uh, people probably won't, we won't need to mention what those, what those apps or websites are that can detect these subscriptions that you aren't using and maybe help you cancel them because I'm sure, uh, your device will notice that you're listening to this podcast and they will hear these buttons and you'll, <laughs> and, right, and, you'll true. and you'll find you'll find you'll be the bombarded ad, with ads. Yeah. You'll find the ad <laughs> pop up in your Instagram feed somehow. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it works. We're not right? endorsing those necessarily, nope. but uh nope. but 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 if you have an experience you want to share, we'd we'd love to hear from you. 
<laughs> yeah, your your phone or or your smart speaker is just going to hear something talking about subscription management and uh, an ad's going to pop up in your social media feed. So, sorry That's about right. That. That's right. Um, yeah, we apologize. All right, so so that that's a that's a simple way for for people to cut their expenses. What about what about savings? Things that they can make uh, small adjustments yeah. to from a savings perspective. Yeah, yeah. One interesting thing for 2023 are the limits on your retirement accounts um, have really gone up a lot, or they've gone up more than we typically see from year to year. Um, so for those of you that are, you know, I have an IRA or a Roth IRA, or maybe you're looking to start one, uh, the good news is you can put more in that account this year than you could in years past. So if you're under age 50, you can put 6500 in your IRA or your Roth IRA this year. If you're 50 or older, you can put an extra thousand in there. So you could put as much as 7500 so those limits have gone up. You know, a lot of people maybe have started that in the past. And when that limit was lower, you know, might be putting $250 away automatically to their Roth and not really thought about that. So hopefully you'll find some money in the budget, some subscriptions that you're paying for that you're not using um, or something else that you can save on. You know, that would be a good use for it there. It's really look at look at what you're putting away. Uh, in an IRA or a Roth IRA and perhaps increase that. Um, the other similarly 401ks, you know, that you might have at work, um, those really jumped up a lot. So uh, similarly, that went up about $2,000. So you can um, you can put as much as 22500 So 22500 out of your paycheck this year in your 401k, irregardless of what your employer puts away that's hmm. just what you can you can defer out of your paycheck and if you're if you're turning 50 this year or you're over 50 uh, you can put an extra 7500 so that's as much as 30000 that you have the ability to you know to put away for your retirement so wow you know really look at what you're contributing you know and I know that that max you know that may be out of reach we talked about you know, setting realistic goals, you know, maybe the goal is not to max that out, but if you're not getting at least all your employers match, you know, set that as a goal. Um, set it as a goal to increase your savings amount by $100 a month through a pay period. Um, set a realistic goal, but that's another area where, you know, something different this year, you can, you can take advantage of that ability to save for your retirement. Timing is everything in life. And I'm certainly hoping that my timing is right to deliver this message to you from the Ginther Group, a triad real estate team with a vast local knowledge. What's the question you often ask yourself when it comes to buying or selling a home? Is this the right time? Buyer's market, seller's market, low interest rates, high interest rates, doesn't matter. The answer can always be yes. You just have to strategize appropriately. And we provided many of those guides in our podcast with Blake Ginther and his team right here on this same feed. But here's a new one offered by the Ginther Group. Let's say you want to sell, but your home condition isn't ideal for a competitive marketplace. They've got a program that can help called Renovate Now, Pay Later. That's right. If your home is a little rough around the edges, you can make the improvements now and pay at closing when you sell. Contact the Ginther Group at 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to learn more and see if it's an option for you. You can also talk to them about other helpful resources 
like their first-time homebuyer seminar or a real estate wealth management consultation. Whatever you need, contact them today. And like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. Yeah. So it's not just about starting a contribution. If you're already, well, yes, if you haven't started one, it's always a good idea mm-hmm. to start one. Um, but if you have one, I think that's that's an interesting point that I didn't know is that the the limits have increased. What what did it used to yeah. be for IRAs? Was it six thousand before and it mm-hmm. jumped to sixty five hundred this year? That's right. Yeah. And then four hundred one Ks I believe were twenty thousand five hundred. That's with a, a lower catch up. So that's a big deal. Big jump. It is. Yeah. Usually in years past we would see it go up maybe five hundred dollars. I can only guess it has to do with, with the, the cost of living adjustments or the inflation. Sure being a lot higher is that those limits also went up more than what we had seen in the past. But a lot of times too, we've set up automated savings, you know, in IRAs or we have a percentage or a dollar amount set up through our paychecks, Yeah, you know, especially this being January and knowing that you could do more, um, you know, it's it's a great time to really look at that. Yeah. That's another thing too, is um, if you have a 401k through your employer, you know, I, I'm I'm somebody who you know I I set that up. Um, you you actually helped in terms of how to how to diversify the investments mm-hmm. in our in my 401k at my employer. But you know, I I set my percentage. Um, and right. I, I, you know, I, I might put in like an automatic 1% increase every year. Mm-hmm, but then I just sure. kind of I just kind of set it and forget it. And to your point, yeah, it might be it might be a good idea to go back and see. All right, can I go ahead and increase it? more based on the fact that now the limit is, is, is higher. Yeah, Um, that's right. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, all right. So we've talked, we've talked cutting costs. We've talked savings. What about if, what about if someone's goal Mm -hmm. is to, I want to make more money. I want to, I want to have more income. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, outside, outside of, uh, sitting down and asking your boss for more money, what what are some other things they can do? True. Yeah, true. Yeah. We, you know, we don't want to make this, you know, just about um, cutting your expenses. I mean, I think you also can get a little creative if there's something, um, you know, something that you, you're not using similar to the subscription. You know, if you have, uh, I don't know, some, um, some fashion items, um, you know, some, uh, anything with, uh, you know, that you could sell, you know, look around and see, you know, is there, an item you could sell there, you know, that you could make some money on. And then that's, that's something you could use then to increase your savings. Right. So if you sold things, um, you know, I think also maybe a a side hustle kind of situation, um, you know, that could be a way just to not necessarily about cutting things out, but, you know, how can we, you know, how can we uh, also increase our income and use that as an opportunity to save? Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe you're a social media servant, or you're good at mm-hmm. co- creating yeah. content. Uh, there's there's a lot of people out there, and and you know we just we just hired one for the for the podcast network. Um, there's a lot of people okay. out there that that are in need of social media support to to help to mm-hmm. reach people on those platforms in an engaging way. So that's that's one example of a way to do some side hustle. You know, just you're, that's right. you're, you're a contractor. You're a contractor with a business. Um, doesn't mean you have to find a quote unquote second job. 
just something you can do in your spare time and, and make some extra cash. So, but I think, I think what you're talking about too, Jennifer, in terms of selling things that goes hand in hand with probably another popular resolution, which is I'm going to get more organized. I'm going to declutter my life. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and that's one thought. I mean, is maybe if there's some value there, don't just throw it out. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm always surprised that vintage items, you know, what some items can be sold for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So those are some ideas in terms of making money. Um, I would imagine, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the notes that that you shared prior to our recording. And this is one that I hadn't considered, but it's a really good one um, because uh, it's probably something that not a lot of people think about. And it's certainly when I think of financial well-being and getting getting my house in order, so to speak, you know, I think about how do I save money? How do I how do I bring in more money? Um, how how do I cut expenses? Um, I don't really think about this last one that you're talking about, but it is it is super important um, because of it of its yeah. long term because of its long term impact. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, most people don't have a will, unfortunately, particularly younger younger folks. Um, I think I was reading somewhere around 30, 32% of people have a will, meaning most people don't, you know, as much as maybe two thirds, uh, the older we, we get or the older populations that you survey, as you'd probably suspect, they have started to go down that path of doing an estate plan. Um, but it's something that's so easy to put that off, right? I mean, it's not something you like to think about, um, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's, it's really important. Um, and I think this could be a good year of, you know, if you just, if you don't have anything, um, you know, it'd be a great year to say, okay, this year I'm, I'm going to get a will, you know, I'm going to get an attorney, you know, to look at that. I'm going to find some way to put something in place because you don't want to make that hard on your loved ones. If something happened to you this year. Yeah, if 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 anybody has lost a family member and they had to help to uh, settle the mm-hmm. estate of that family member, they they know how important that is in terms of right. the difference in in that process when there is one versus when there isn't one. So that's right. Yeah, that's, that, right. that's super important. Um, if 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 folks are looking for, I mean, there's there's plenty of local options. Uh, we're not going to uh-huh. recommend any specifically, but in terms of, um, is there an online resource that that you might point people toward if, well, if they're looking to get started? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people certainly will use like your legal zooms and so forth, which is I think probably better than nothing. I think I'm going to be a fan of having an an attorney that you trust really guide you because I'll just give you a, a really easy example of how you know, that can go wrong is a lot of times people will, you know, do a will, maybe they've gotten married, or unfortunately, they, uh, you know, they get divorced, right. Um, And, you know, they'll, they'll go and they'll update that will and remove that ex wife, you know, from the will. But they don't think about, um, you know, the fact that if they've got, you know, say your 401k, or your life insurance, um, you know, that those accounts have beneficiaries on them. And so if you don't uh, change the beneficiary, even if your will has been updated, um, you know, then that payment goes to the, to the beneficiary name. So unfortunately what that means is, you know, without somebody to kind of guide you, I think, uh, you know, that 
a lot of times, even if you update the will, you know, you haven't been able to, um, you know, to, to really achieve what you're trying to accomplish. And I think a lot of times when you use an online resource where there's not somebody to say, okay, yeah, we've, you know, we've updated your will, um, but make sure you go and update your beneficiaries as well. You know, that's going to be important. So, so it's generally, you know, I think that's better than nothing, but you know, that's my advice to folks would be to, to find somebody that you can trust to help guide you through all those things. Yeah. It's good advice. Well, um, before we wrap up, Jennifer, I, I didn't ask you at the beginning, are, are New Year's resolutions something that you do? <laughs> Not typically. No, no, I don't always do that. I, um, I, I should, um, you know, do that probably, but I, this year I don't really know that I made any. Did you make any? I didn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. We're bad examples, aren't we? We yeah. are. We are. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, to see who, uh, what percentage of people. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like the line. It's like the line from Vince Vaughn and dodgeball. I feel that if I set goals, I might not reach them. (laughs) That's right. Therefore, therefore I won't, I won't, I won't be disappointed. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, if, uh, if, if folks have questions or, or want to talk to you, with a complimentary consultation about their yeah. own situation, uh, how can they, how can they reach you? Yeah, they're welcome to, to call us if you'd like. I mean, we're here local to Winston. Our number's 336-701-1600. Uh, you can ask for me, Jennifer Johnson. You're also welcome to visit us online at 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com. That's all spelled out, 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com. And uh, learn more about us, and we can hopefully schedule a time to meet. Uh, if you if you do try one of those subscription canceling services, let us know. We'd love to hear from yeah. you and how that went, and how we can support you on your financial goals. Yeah, and uh, the phone number and the email for Jennifer are right there in the show notes. So all you got to do is punch it with your finger as Let's you're listening. Yeah. as you're listening to this podcast on your mobile device and uh, you can get connected with Jennifer. Um, she's, she's great. Uh, we've, I've been working with her for a long time and love doing these podcasts. So uh, Jennifer, here's to uh financial health in 2023. Thanks for, th- even though, even though debt-free in 2023 sounds great. Uh, sounds maybe, good. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's uh, probably a little bit more uh, bark than bite. Unfortunately. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Start small. Securities offered through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. All information is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. The market indices discussed are unmanaged. Additional risks are associated with international investing such as currency fluctuations, political and economic stability, and differences in accounting standards. The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and not necessarily those of Satera Advisor Networks, LLC. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Neither Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. Distributions from traditional IRAs and employer-sponsored retirement plans are taxed as ordinary income and, if taken prior to reaching age 59 and a half, may be subject to an additional 10% IRS tax penalty. A Roth 
IRA offers tax-free withdrawals on taxable contributions. To qualify for the tax-free and penalty-free withdrawal of earnings, a Roth IRA must be in place for at least five tax years, and the distribution must take place after age 59 and a half or due to death, disability, or a first-time home purchase up to a $10,000 lifetime maximum. Depending on state law, Roth IRA distributions may be subject to state taxes. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple, provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.